الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين رب الخلائق أجمعين رب المشارق والمغارب نحمده ونستعينه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا إن النفس لأمارة بالسوء ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فهو المهتد ومن يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله نور السماوات والأرض لا تدركه الأبصار وهو يدرك الأبصار الحي القيوم وأشهد أن سيدنا وحبيبنا وعزيزنا محمدا صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم عبده ورسوله لقد جاءكم رسول من أنفسكم عزيز عليه ما عنتم حريص عليكم بالمؤمنين رؤوف رحيم فإن تولوا فقل حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم من يطع الله ورسوله وأولي الأمر من المؤمنين فلا مضل له ومن يعص الله ورسوله وأولي الأمر من المؤمنين فلا هادي له ومن يتوكل على الله فإن الله على كل شيء قدير أما بعد أيها المؤمنون Brothers and sisters We are all weak to be blunt about it As social beings we are vulnerable to our weaknesses and one of the most important responsibilities that we have been tasked with from on high is to see to it that our lives are organized and managed according to the information, the guidance, the guiding information that we have received from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when we exert our efforts as Muslim individuals, as Islamic organizations, as Islam, whatever Islamic collective effort there is, many times we feel, and this is normal, we feel that there is no progress. If we take a look at the past, I don't know, 30, 40 years of Islamic activism, Islamic organized efforts, and then we look around and see, well, what have we accomplished? Sometimes 
when we are aloof from Allah wa ta'ala, we get this feeling that nah, we don't think much has been accomplished. Or are we doing the right thing to try to liberate ourselves from this phobia that can really act in a detrimental way on the psychology of the Muslims to try to live a broader horizon within a broader horizon let's remind ourselves of some of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us ayah number 38 in surah al-an'am وَمَا مِن دَابَّةٍ وَلَا طَائِرٍ يَطِيرُ بِجَنَاحَيْهِ إِلَّا أُمَمٌ أَمْثَالُكُمْ There is no dabba, no moving life on earth. وَلَا طَائِرٍ يَطِيرُ بِجَنَاحَيْهِ And no flying bird flying with both of its wings except that they are umam umam is the plural of ummah أَمْثَالُكُمْ Just like you We live in a materialistic world and the materialistic information that is fed into us directly or indirectly, consciously or subconsciously, that information detaches us from this larger reality that we should be conscious of. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he wants us to live in a larger context is not doing this just because this is for our information for someone to study about this and get an academic degree he's doing this to reinforce or to strengthen our determination in the major task that we have. Inni ja'ilun fil ardi khalifa. That's our major, major task. Now we go to another incident in the Quran, which the materialistic world wants us to distance ourselves from. In the time of Prophet Sulaiman alayhi salam, there was a bird, a raven, a bird from the crow family. He comes to Sulaiman and he says, or rather, I'll take that back. This is a hudhud, the name of the bird is called a hudhud. A particular species of birds that still exists up until this day. He tells Sulaiman, "Ahatu bima lam tuhit bihi." I have garnered information that you don't have. وَأَتَيْتُكَ مِنْ سَبَئٍ بِنَبَأٍ And I've come to you from Sabah, that is the civil, the nation or the civilization that was in the southwestern part of the Arabian Peninsula. This hudhud, this bird, is speaking to a human being. 
and speaking with intelligence. It's not like the materialistic world wants us to view other creatures, other animals, other birds. So this bird is saying to Suleiman, and Suleiman is not living in a materialistic world. Sometimes it occurs that is it the materialistic world and its effect upon us that has severed our feeling within the larger existence that we are supposed to be conscious of. So listen, the bird is saying, وَأُوْتِيَتْ مِنْ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ I found there is a lady that rules over them and she has practically everything وَلَهَا عَرْشٌ عَظِيمٌ and she has a fabulous throne a magnificent throne a grand throne. Wajadtuha wakaumaha yasjuduna lishams. I found her and her people prostrating or revering the sun. Mindunillah to the exclusion of Allah. Remember, this is. This is a bird speaking. This is not an intelligence service. Some agents went out and collected information, came back to the king and told him, look, this is what we found. No, it's a bird. He goes on. He didn't finish there. He says, وَزَيَّنَ لَهُمُ الشَّيْطَانُ أَعْمَالَهُمْ And a shaitan has tricked them or has made to appear in their eyes the evaluation of what they are doing. فصدهم عن السبيل الشيطان has misled them away from the course meaning the course to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And another, in another set of ayat in the Qur'an, in another context, the ayah says, حَتَّى إِذَا أَتَوْ عَلَى وَادِ النَّمْلِ Until when they arrive to the valley of ants. You know the insect, the ant. And they is in reference to Sulaiman and his troops. Qalat namlatun Ya ayyatuhannam Ya ayyuhannam Udkhulu masakinakum An ant speaking to the other ants, telling them, enter into your homes, the places where you live. لا يحطمنكم سليمان وجنوده وهم لا يشعرون. Lest Sulaiman 
An ant. How did an ant know who Suleiman was? Lest Suleiman and his troops shatter you. The word isn't kill you or smash you to death. The word is لا يحطمنكم سليمان وجنوده تحطيم means shatter just like glass when you break glass it shatters this ant is expressing something that even those who have quite a bit of information don't know that ants feed on a substance that makes their bodies if there's a weight a considerable weight on them makes their bodies shatter like glass I haven't researched this but some observer and some commentator said it's silica the element silica found in sand and in other places which ants absorb into their anatomy so this ant an ant not a scientist and not an intelligence official is communicating with other ants concerning Suleiman knowing mentioning Suleiman by name obviously this type of information doesn't fit very comfortably in a materialistically formulated mind لَيُحَطِّمَنَّكُمْ سُلَيْمَانُ وَجُنُودُهُ وَهُمْ لَا يَشْعُرُونَ and they were they would be oblivious of of shattering you another way of saying almost like saying killing you these expressions in the Quran and there's another it's it's one of the ayat that still needs time to be fully understood we live as I said we live in a world that is controlled by materialism by materialists so obviously the information they have is going to be fed to us from their perspective from the way they understand things this is how they understand these things but the Quran in these ayat and in other ayat they try to take us out of this materialistic mindset and place us where we belong in a larger existence so that we understand if we do something and we don't have any results in the immediate future then that's not because we're doing something wrong it's because when things mature they mature with Allah's will and according to Allah's watch so to speak in his timing not in my timing or yours one of the things in the materialistic world that we have is what they call climate change some of the information that has been collected through research and investigations and discoveries is that there's something going on with the climate and it's something very serious now you may not have paid attention to this because the sources of information they don't criticize themselves at that level but during the administrations of those I'm talking about here in the United States as this is the pace setter for the rest of the materialists in the world 
when there were left-leaning politicians who were more or less involved with the media it wasn't called climate change it was called global warming that subtle change had to do with the politics of the world from global warming when those who are quote-unquote conservative or on the right of the political spectrum as it is defined here in this country the word all of a sudden became climate change without anyone even paying attention to this subtle change of words and we the Muslims you know we just we don't if it's used by the media global warming we use it if it's used by the me another choice of words climate change we also we we flow with the stream of information that comes our way there's something called extremist weather if Muslims understood their the information Allah is giving them and they understand what's happening in the world they'd have their independent idiom or choice of words for what is happening you say extremist weather this is what's happening and this extremist weather is a preview of devastating climate alterations that will occur in the future if humanity continues the way it is mesmerized by the materialists and disregarding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now one of these issues have to do with climate change I don't know if you know this if you do Alhamdulillah, if you don't, and I'm sure some of you probably hear this for the first time. When Muslims had their, let's say, role as a civilization, as a modernity in those times, their geographers, there were some famous Muslim geographers, who when they put together their maps they they referred or they placed on these maps in the north of planet earth the globe the northern which is today called the arctic they put on that map yajuj and majuj these are ayat in Surah Al-Kahf. And no one really knows definitively, because time is going to give us the final answer, but definitively no one can say where Yajuj and Majuj are. But if we read these ayat in Surah Al-Kahf, we and by the way some of these maps they have Yajuj and Majuj where the North Pole is today some of them have it where Siberia is today whatever the case is the ayat in the Quran that speak about Dhil Qarnayn who we are told in the these ayat in Surah Al-Kahf he has placed a barrier between us and Yajuj and Majuj. Could that barrier, we can, we're just asking a question, we're not drawing a conclusion. Could that barrier be the ice cap that is at the top of the world? which is because of extreme weather that ice cap is beginning to melt at an alarming pace 
Because the ayat say that barrier is going to come down and diminish. It's going to cease to exist. And if you follow the news and the developments and the monitoring that is going on concerning this, there's reason to believe that this could, and I underline the word could, this could, meaning the ice cap, be the barrier because another explanation to this commentary on these ayat in Surah Al-Kahf when Dhul Qarnayn when Dhul Qarnayn went to what we regard as the furthest you can go east and the furthest you can go west when he spoke about this said this barrier he says that there is no sitter sitter means a um, it could mean a camouflage and it could mean a um, a veneer and it could mean something that covers something else it, the, the word sitter made it into, I think, some languages used by Muslims. Obviously, it's a Quranic word. It's an Arabic word. He went to a place in which between it, meaning the sun, and we, the humans here on earth, there is no cover. There is no barrier. Now, in the North Pole, the sun never sets. So if there is, in the, in the full meaning of the word sitter and layl in the Quran, what becomes, what blocks us from the sun? It's the night. So Dhul Qarnayn went to a place where there's nothing that blocks a human from the sun. Where does that occur on earth? In the North Pole. So if we, if we put this type of information together and we free ourselves from the materialistic body of information that is imposed on our minds and our psychology, we will not get the impression that, wait a minute, I spent all of this time doing all of Allah's work without any results. The Prophet of Allah, may Allah's peace and blessings be upon him, he spent 13 years in Mecca. He's Allah's prophet. 13 years in Mecca. Where was the result? The result was in Al-Madina. Nuh spent hundreds of years among his own people. And other prophets and other histories and other details. They were not influenced by a materialistic mindset that we should as much as possible get rid of and relocate our minds with Allah and his prophet a hadith attributed to the prophet or to in in other references or to some others which means people are sleeping when they die they wake up we are sleepwalking through life 
if we are being led by materialistic information, we are awake in life if we are in the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَكَشَفْنَا عَنْكَ غِطَاءَكَ فَبَصَرُكَ الْيَوْمَ حَدِيدٌ أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم أدعوه سبحانه وأنتم على يقين بالإجابة الحمد لله بجميع المحامد على جميع النعم وصلى الله وسلم على المبعوث خيرا ورحمة وهدى لكافة الأمم محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم Dear committed Muslims, brothers and sisters let me summarize the first khutbah or the gist of the first khutbah by saying that some people ask why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala create a snake or why did he create a scorpion or why did he create these types of things in life that are very harmful To answer that, you could say that Allah created a disease so that we will have a healthy immune system. If it wasn't for diseases, of course, those who don't have a a healthy immune system will succumb. Eventually, all of us are going to succumb. But in the course of our life, we need something that appears to be harmful so that we can rebound. An ayah in the Quran says, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ اتَّقَوْا إِذَا مَسَّهُمْ طَائِفٌ مِّنَ الشَّيْطَانِ تَذَكَّرُوا فَإِذَا هُمْ مُبْصِرُونَ Those who are always conscious of Allah's power presence, when and if they are influenced, they are touched by a shaytan, they become conscious. Which means it took a shaitani touch to bring them to their awareness. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ اتَّقَوْا إِذَا مَسَّهُمْ طَائِفٌ مِّنَ الشَّيْطَانِ تَذَكَّرُوا فَإِذَا هُمْ مُبْصِرُونَ and in such a manner they beca- they will become they will have insight they will become insightful so we go back to our responsibilities and look at the real world not with uh, negative information that comes from crass materialistic sources what do we have happening in the real world when we look I'm going to mention some things in the few minutes that I have when we look at these things no one should despair no one should say this is way above me what can I do what can be done this is a lost cause and these types of things no okay what's going to happen now in this coming week the the king in the making in the Arabian Peninsula, MBS, is going to go on a tour to Southeast Asia. The countries that are mentioned in which he is going to visit, 
or Pakistan, Indonesia, Malaysia, India, and China. He may have sensed that his image has been damaged to a certain degree in Europe and the United States. Of course, he's watching what's happening in the Senate and the major newspapers and commentators and what they are saying about him and what he has been doing. So now he's going. Now let's see what he's going to. When he arrives in Pakistan, the Pakistani armed forces are going to have fighter jets once this Amir's plane enters Pakistani airspace. The reception is going to be JF-17 fighter jets escorting his plane into Pakistan. He's going to spend two days there. In those two days, he's bringing along 300 land cruisers and five trucks that are going to be moving his belongings. He's going to be given a VVIP. I've heard of VIP reception, but this one is a VVIP reception. Very, very important person reception. His entourage is going to be made up of 1,100 individuals. Some of them are officials and the others are businessmen. And the Pakistani government is expecting that he is going to put into their treasury $20 billion. This is something we, I think this type of information should circulate among all Muslims, especially when we have Muslims who are dying. I don't know how to emotionalize what is happening in Yemen, in Syria, in Somalia, in Kashmir, in the Philippines, almost anywhere you look, in Africa and Asia, many of these countries, most, this is happening. How much this is going to cost, that's, that's not information that is going to make it into the media. And then the same person, MBS, in this past week or so, he ascended the Kaaba. And he strutted on the Kaaba for people and the media to see. What, what does that mean? We haven't heard of any previous ruler who climbed the Kaaba and then began to walk on it back and forth. What, is, what type of message is this imbecile trying to send? What does he mean by this? Meanwhile, we know the Prophet of Allah, may Allah's peace and blessings be upon him and his. He counseled us to be concerned with our neighbor. This princeling is killing his neighbors. According to the United Nations, the worst humanitarian catastrophe in the world is in Yemen. 80% of the population in Yemen are in need of food and security. And then we have in this past week something that has appeared in Saudi Arabia in the public domain and that's called Zawaj al-Misyar. That's a type of marriage in which a man 
enters into a contract with a woman and they have a relationship for it could be a day, it could be a week, it could be a month, it could be a year, whatever. And this type of marriage is supported by the Saudi regime and its scholarly mouthpieces. This type of marriage is in violation of an ayah in the Quran that says, وَأَخَذْنَ مِنْكُمْ مِيثَاقًا Wives have taken from you, the husbands, a most solemn and the most reinforced pledge. That's not most solemn and most reinforced when it is confined to a limited time period. Whether it comes from Saudi Arabia or anywhere else, the ayah is there. Now Saudi Arabia also has an app. That app is called Abshir. And it's made for husbands or fathers to track their women, their womanhood. Meaning like their wives or sisters or daughters, etc. An app. The European Parliament, in one of these statements that is meant for public consumption, takes on the Saudis because of their detention and persecution of certain activists. And the European Parliament, in the same breath, repudiates the patriarchy in Saudi Arabia that has been discriminating against Muslim women. A news item in the past days says that the chief of the Mossad way back in 2014 made a secret visit to Saudi Arabia and that was weeks after the five plus one entered into an agreement with the Islamic Republic about the nuclear issue you've probably heard it's been all over the place in the media that there was this conference in Poland in which foreign ministers and other officials from Arabian governments met with the Zionist head honcho, the war criminal, from Tel Aviv. One of the statements that was given there by the foreign minister of Bahrain, he said that relationships with Israel will happen when the time is right and then we have these joint military exercises between the United States and Israel we don't know how long the US government is going to blindly support the Israeli regime how long this is going to go on only Allah knows but it's about time that decent individuals, thinking citizens, woke up to the fact, alhamdulillah, we had one member of Congress pointing her finger at APAC. This is a very welcome first step in the right direction. It needs much more than that, and we don't know how that voice will be hushed up they're, they're they're listening and they will try to do their best to silence voices that expose 
the Yahudi influence, and it's Yahudi doesn't translate as Jewish. Uh, I've I've come across some imperialist Zionist comments on this khutbah, in which I use the word Yahudi. I want to make it clear to them, particularly, that it doesn't translate into Jewish. This Israeli cancer, which will be operated on. How do you operate on cancer? Well, that's the way Israel is going to be operated on. And when that operation takes place, our the world will be relieved of the malignancy of Zionism. This malignancy refused a delegation from the United Nations Security Council that wanted to go to the West Bank. Why? Why don't you want representatives from the Security Council to go to the West Bank? Why do you Zionists, why don't you want the members here of, in Congress, one of them is of Palestinian origin, why don't you want her to take a delegation from the United States to see the facts on the ground of what is happening to people there? You're afraid of something. ...against the occupation and still not be talking about Israel like a cancer. And you are like... The Moroccan authorities have raided three residences belonging to Al-Adil Wal-Ihsan, one of the most significant, important, and straightforward Islamic efforts in that country. And they passed a law in Morocco also to make military service mandatory. Open up your eyes. What does that mean? Are they, is there some conflict brewing there now that they want Moroccans of a certain age to go to the military? In Algeria, the Minister of Education, she stood by her decision to ban Muslims from praying in school. These, are ha these events are happening on our watch, in our lifetime. A citizen in Jordan breaks through, makes it to the interior of the Jordanian parliament and yells, we are dying of hunger. What are these? These are Muslims, the ones who have all of this wealth and all of these resources. And next door to them, the Arabian, where's Jordan? Jordan is a neighbor of the Arabian Peninsula. Just like Yemen is a neighbor, Jordan is a neighbor. And this is what's happening. And then the pictures that were taken in this conference in Poland, the foreign minister of Oman smiling and shaking hands and feeling very comfortable with the war criminal from colonized Palestine. And during the session there, the Saudi appointed foreign minister of Yemen sits next to the war criminal. Are we supposed to make believe nothing is happening? All of these events? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet has, have not given us responses to. Allahumma arina al-haqqa haqqan warzuqna tiba'ah. Wa arina al-batila batilan warzuqna ijtinaabah. Wa la taj'alhum ultabisan alayna. Wa ja'alna lilmuttaqina imama. Allahumma ahdina fi man hadayt. وعافنا فيمن عافيت وتولنا فيمن توليت وبارك لنا فيما أعطيت وقنا شر ما قضيت فإنك تقضي ولا يقضى عليك وإنه لا يذل من واليت ولا يعز من عاديت تباركت ربنا وتعاليت
فلك الحمد على ما قضيت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك وصلى الله على محمد وآل محمد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر ومن أظلم ممن منع مساجد الله أن يذكر فيها اسمه وسعى في خرابها أولئك ما كان لهم أن يدخلوها إلا خائفين لهم في الدنيا خزي ولهم في الآخرة عذاب عظيم إن الله يأمركم أن تؤدوا الأمانات إلى أهلها وإذا حكمتم بين الناس أن تحكموا بالعدل إن الله نعم يعظكم به إن الله كان سميعا بصيرا ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون وأقم الصلاة Oh, oh, oh.